Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. Hey, welcome back everyone and uh, welcome again to our series that we're doing this year. Um, All year really we're calling it Pilgrims, um, uh, sort of journeying into the wild. And in term two we've taken the the approach of what we've called um, On the Road. We figure that pilgrimage happens a lot in life, a lot as as we do the things that are important in life. And um, even in the scripture, we find a lot of times where, where change happened, where Jesus taught, where miracles took place, and, and so often they happened on the road, um, be it in the Gospels or be it in the Epistles. And so we're following some of those stories through Jesus through, um, or through the, through the scriptures through um, this term too. And so we've had lots of different speakers um, and, um, and some more um, who we'll have next week. Um, I wanted to take an opportunity, because I'm going to speak about gratitude today, I wanted to take an opportunity at the very beginning of me speaking about gratitude, of praying for a couple of people who um, significantly need our prayers, really. So one of them is um, Richard Simpson. So uh, you may know Richard and Fiona, um, who are part of our congregation here, been coming here for the last couple of years. Um, Just uh, maybe two Fridays ago or Saturday, Richard um, was diagnosed with a brain tumour. Um, and he's in hospital at the moment. He had a, um, uh, a, um, a procedure this week um, being, trans- being transferred back to North Shore, but is in, is in a real fight. And um, I said to Fiona, we pray for him as a church um, family today uh, because, because they need our prayers and they need us around them together. Also want to pray for Becca Craig's father, Alistair, who also has a brain tumour. He's in Wellington Hospital, so, so Fraser, who's our children's coordinator, and Fraser and Becca. Becca's uh, usually part of our evening uh, congregation. Um, so she's down there in Wellington with them today, and so sort of both facing something of the same um, scenario. And so I thought it would be great as we begin our message today to pray for both of those and just to really ask for God's presence. So could I ask you to stand? I think it would be, uh, if you know these, these people, um, you will be particularly inclined. If you don't know, I'm sure that you'll join with us in praying. And so, Lord, we, we pray for Rich, Lord, and you know maybe we recognise him, maybe we don't, Fiona. And, Lord, we ask blessing on him, on our, on our friend, on our, on our whanau, whanau member, um, on our fellow traveller, fellow p- pilgrim. And Lord, we ask blessing, Lord, as he's in hospital in North Shore. And Lord, for his, um, for his kids, for Esther and Lydia and Liam, Lord, we just ask that you would be with each and every one of those for Fiona. And Lord, we pray you bring healing. We pray you bring your presence close. Lord, we pray that you would be everything that we can think of and everything that they only can know, that they personally need. Lord, we ask that you would be present. And Lord, as we gather as their people, Lord, we, we just commit to you their future, their, you know, kind of the rollout of this thing. Lord, we pray for Alistair and Becca in particular. Lord, we ask too, Lord, for healing in his, 
um, tumour. Lord, the procedures, the decisions that are made. Lord, we just trust you and entrust him into your hands. Lord, we pray for Becca and Fraser, Lord, as part of our family and people. Lord, we ask that you would be with them as well. And so, Lord, we're, we're, we're just so mindful that as we go through life, Lord, we need your presence in, in, the, in the dark times and in the light times. And, Lord, we just together just make that claim. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for that, and um, please be seated. And I, I think um, uh, be aware of, you know, kind of what's going on around. Maybe, you know, if you, if you kind of think about these guys at any time during the week, it might be just a little prompt to pray for them. So I want to encourage you to continue. I wanted to, to start my message on gratitude for that because I think it's really significant that, we, that gratitude can span whatever stage and whatever situation that we have in life. I've been thinking about gratitude for quite a lot um, over, the, over recent times to the degree that Fran and I a couple of weeks ago went to um, the Coromandel for a little holiday weekend and we called it, or I called it, our gratitude holiday. Here we are at Cathedral Cove. Um, and I just had this sense about three months ago, I said to Fran, I want to have a holiday and I want it to focus on gratitude. And I've never done that before, never had a theme of a holiday before or anything like that. It's like a, and I think it went back to um, my mum died in September last year. And I've, I've had this, you know, kind of this real sense in the process of that, of being just grateful to my parents, really, or grateful to my family, or, or, or grateful for the various things that God has done in my life. And so we went away, we talked various things about what we're grateful for and stuff, and, and just had a, a, a jolly nice holiday. And I, I've been thinking about gratitude a lot. But you've got, you know, kind of a situation like Fiona and Richard are, are, are facing, or Becca and her dad, Alistair, are facing, and you've got sort of a situation like this, and we need to bring both to the table when we talk about gratitude. And so I want to I be mindful of, of both of those scenarios as we go into it. The, the last phrase, the very last phrase I want to use in my message today is that we need to have an attitude of gratitude. It's sort of, it's somehow, it, it, it almost, you know, kind of, it, it, it almost um, panders to the glib at that point. Well, you know, whatever your situation, we need to have an attitude of gratitude. It's like, I, I want to explore gratitude a little and so that we can, we can build gratitude somewhat into our lives. I learned a long time ago uh, in speaking in, you know, kind of some impoverished places and places like um, India and the Philippines and Cambodia and stuff is you can't preach on the North Shore of Auckland what you can't, if, if, you, if you can't preach it in a, a refugee camp in Bhutan, then you shouldn't preach it on the North Shore of Auckland and vice versa. And so as we approach gratitude, those are some of the things that we have to have in mind. And so it's a, it's a deep thing rather than a shallow thing as we can explore it um, along the way today. Wherever you're at, though, you know, kind of gratitude's a very powerful, I don't know, uh, process that we can go through. Gratitude can change our perspective, can change our outlooks, can change our feeling, it can change how we speak, uh, it can change how we react, it can change how we write our history and how we, how we know and remember who and what we are. It's been said that gratitude is like a thermometer that sort of charts in some way our spiritual condition, you know, kind of the state of our heart in terms of gratitude. 
Scientists have kind of explored gratitude um, quite extensively. There are so many studies on gratitude and well-being, I guess, in a sense. And so there was a, an article written recently in a scientific journal which charted a whole lot of scientific studies over the last, you know, kind of um, uh, 10 years or so. And among other things, you know, sort of gratitude has helped, not the only thing, but has helped with relationships that's been proven in terms of some of these scientific um, sort of studies. Um, improvements in things like mental health, uh, in terms of physical health, psychological health. People who are grateful are more empathetic and less angry, it seems. Um, they sleep better, uh, have higher self-esteem, and those aren't so much kind of from a Christian point of view, but just from a study point of view. And so gratitude is an important kind of base for us to be able to work from. I love, I love the, the gratitude of Jesus, often expressed in a thankfulness to God before something significant happened. I love the, the, um, the story in, um, of him feeding the 5,000, and then he takes these two paltry sort of offerings in a sense, you know, some, some fish and some bread, and the first thing he does is, is, is he looks to the heavens and he gives thanks for what he has, and a miracle takes place after that. Um, similar stories, a different ending, I guess, in a sense, in John chapter 11 with the raising of Lazarus, and that um, Jesus arrives and, and kind of the tomb gets open. The first thing that Jesus does is he looks and he says, you know, I thank you that you've heard me, you know, before he says anything. And there's, a, there's, a, there's a sense as we bring this understanding to God, um, there is um, something is going to take place along the way. Paul's letters, the epistles, they, they overflow with thanksgiving or gratitude, even in the most difficult situations for the church or for Paul personally. And we see it time and time again. The, there, is, there is a power, it seems, that's unleashed when we can discover what gratitude is and what it's like. One of the great passages that I, I really like, which relates to gratitude, is the, the story of the ten lepers in, in um, um, Luke, Luke chapter 17. So if you would like to have a look there, I'm going to read it today and we'll sort of extrapolate it out. We'll see if we can figure some things out from that. So it's Luke 17, 11 to 19. A really interesting story, actually, which is um, kind of a little maybe lesser known um, than some. But it says this, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. There's a, as in a lot of biblical stories, there's a lot of themes that are going through this. There's a, there's a really significant story here about Jesus proclaiming acceptance and salvation on the outcast, you know, going between Samaria and Galilee, all of these things. There's the story of the, um, the, the Samaritan kind of who's hated. There's all of that, and they're, they're really worth thinking about. In the context of today, when we're talking about gratitude, I think there's a really significant thing about Jesus saying, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Because it's interesting, because another healing seems to take place to the grateful 
cleansed and healed person. There's a a deeper healing, it seems, that's happened. Not a physical healing so much, because all 10 of them were physically healed. So Jesus doesn't seem to be talking about that, but your faith has made you well. There's something that's taken place in the coming back and recognizing what Jesus has done that has made them even more well or made them well in a whole different perspective. And I think it's a, a really important thing for us to be aware as we walk along our pilgrim road is to come to an understanding or, and to come into some sort of process of this thing with gratitude. So as I've thought about it this week and in, in readying myself to be here this morning, um, I think there's something that we can know, I think there's something we can learn, I think there's something that we can act on that I think is really important for us today. And so I'd like to just spend the rest of my message pondering what gratitude might mean to us in whatever situation we find ourselves in this week or in, um, that we even are experiencing as we speak today. So something we can know, I think one of the things that we can know is that circumstances change on the road, but God remains constant. And again, that's a really easy thing to say, but, but, but it's important, I think, for us to know. Because even the people that we've prayed for this morning, you know, kind of two weeks ago, their road was different than it is right now. And so we actually can't know the road that we are even on maybe at the moment or that we wake up to tomorrow. But I think we can know that God remains constant. I think we probably can understand a little bit about there's a difference between happiness and joy. There's a difference between sort of, you know, I guess feeling pleasure and having gratitude as well. Gratitude is something that sits rather deeper. You know, I'm, I'm happy that the blues won, but it doesn't give me particular joy. It's kind of like, you know, oh, well, that was then, you know, sort of move on and look at the next thing. But, you know, joy comes from something, you know, kind of a much deeper source, you know, kind of in who and what we are. And so gratitude is a little like that as well. It, it's affected by perhaps, but not dependent on the road that we're walking. And so it's important for us to know that while our circumstances change, God stays the same. In Psalm 139, which is sort of a famous psalm because it talks about how we were fashioned and shaped, but, but some of the verses before that from um, verse 7 of Psalm 139, it says, Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit, to be out of your sight? If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on the morning's wings to the far western horizon, you'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting. And then it says, and I just think this is so powerful, Then I said to myself, oh, he even sees me in the dark. He even sees me in the dark. At night, I'm immersed in the light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Night and day, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. And I kind of look at that and I think, you know, kind of when I'm in the dark, I need to be connected to a God for whom darkness is not dark, but indeed is light. That darkness isn't dark to God. And sometimes I think, you know, kind of when we're in the dark, we can stray away from God. But that's the time that we need to be connected to a God who isn't, who, for him, darkness is not dark, but indeed is light. And so this opportunity that we have to be connected to the God who's unchanging in our times as we explore this gratitude. So to know that circumstances change on the road, but that God remains constant. And I think there's an aspect that we need to learn this thing as well. You know, I feel like gratitude is a pilgrimage within a pilgrimage. You know, we may not identify with even being on a pilgrimage, but in a sense we are. We're on a journey at which we're exploring and discovering faith 
um, and you know what what works and how God is and all of those sorts of things. And gratitude, I think, is something within that. So Paul said in Philippians four eleven, I've learned to be quite content whatever my circumstances. I've learned to be. It didn't come naturally necessarily. It wasn't easy necessarily. I had to go through some stuff to come to that point of gratitude, of contentment, of um, you know, being able to be in whatever situation I could be. So he says, I'm just as happy with little as with much. Uh, uh, with much as with little. I found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. And if you think about these 10 men with leprosy, even in those short eight verses, you can sense their pilgrimage uh, in many different areas of their lives. So they've had the pilgrimage of leprosy for a start. I mean, what a journey that would be from the time that you first maybe found a blemish on your skin or something like that, or maybe you were from a family, you know, kind of where leprosy was rife or whatever, whatever the disease actually was back then and, and, and whatever happened. There's a, there's a journey with that of coming to terms with that. There's a journey that you can sense in there of community because they were outcast. They were, they were sent away. They weren't allowed to live with anybody who didn't have, and so somehow they found each other. And it would seem that probably Samaritans and Jews, maybe, it doesn't say what the other nine were, but the fact that it was significant that the one was a Samaritan seems to say the others perhaps weren't. But they found community. That's part of the pilgrimage that they had, the journey they had. And maybe, just maybe, together they had the strength to go and approach Jesus, whereas on their own, maybe they wouldn't have had them. And so you, you can sense this journey along the way. There's, um, there's the journey they had of kind of um, exercising the faith that they had to go to Jesus who they might have believed or, or, or hoped had the answer to their issue. There is the, the journey or the risk of losing even the little dignity that they had as people who, who were socially outcast in so many ways. And there's the journey that they had of choosing gratitude or not. And only one of them went on the journey and the other nine probably pretty delighted with the fact that they had been healed weren't able to cycle it back into a sense of, you know, kind of I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for what has happened to me and now I'm able to kind of enter this new journey. So I think this gratitude thing is something of a pilgrimage. And I, I'm always inspired by those who, despite the, the, the opposition or the circumstances, you know, kind of that they, that they could choose something different, choose to walk towards Jesus. I've always just kind of, a, it's never really um, been important to me how close to Jesus it seems like people are. I've always wanted to know, but are you walking towards Jesus? And these, these outcasts are walking towards Jesus, but on their journey of gratitude. And so a part of our, I don't know, part of our week ahead, part of our journey into the wild of the year is a journey of gratitude or an invitation of God to journey towards gratitude. So, so something to know, something to learn, and then sort of finally something to act on. I think, um, I think it's really important that we invest in gratitude. It's not just sort of thing, you know, I feel really good, so I'm grateful, but it's something that we can learn to invest in. Um, and the thing that I love about it is it's something that we can all do 
whether we're the most grateful person in the room or the least grateful person in the room. We can all have something of a journey. You know, if we did a kind of continuum, and I want everybody who's the most grateful up there down on that end, and the least you ungrateful wretches, you, you guys go down that end. It's like all of us, no matter where we are on that continuum, can have a journey of gratitude through this week by just being aware of some things. Here's some things that we could do. Well, one thing you can do is take a gratitude holiday. It sounds like a, grat- a holiday from gratitude, but I mean it's a holiday of gratitude. But I discovered that because it's something that you can actually do. I'm not suggesting that that's the thing that, that anybody should do, but it was, a, it was a great thing to have a bit of a focus on. We could be grateful for the food that we eat at lunchtime and, um, and to take an opportunity to be grateful as we eat it or the opportunities that we have or the family that we have or, or whatever it is even the circumstances that we might be in, those things I think are really significant. Um, Anne Voskamp wrote this book called A Thousand Gifts. Some of you probably will have read it. It's a book on gratitude. And one of the things that she says, I listened to a podcast of her this week, and one of the things that really struck me is that she said, "To to, to practice gratitude, you need to slow down. And she said even, she said, rush is a symptom of ingratitude which really occurred to me, and in busy lives, that will be a challenge to us. Rush is a symptom of ingratitude. And she urges us um, to slow down and to live grateful. So at some stage, but of course we've got full calendars tomorrow, so she does quite a nice thing, I think. She says, just pick on three things. I'm not sure if this is in the book, but this is in the podcast that she was doing. She says, pick on three things a day. And, um, and write them down or take a picture. And she said, because the thing that you have to do as you do that is to slow down. And so, for example, I feel quite grateful right now that on a cold day you came. I like to call these facies. Is it? I was, I was talking about selfies one day and I called it a facey and I got mocked. <laughs> so slowing down, I'm really grateful for you guys. It's, uh, it's wonderful to be with you today. We can kind of do church together and I hope I play my part. And, and I love it when you play your part as well. You know, kind of how, how cool is it? And so... I can slow down. <laughs> come on, come on. You know, like the wedding photographer, come on, look, look like you mean it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> for the couple, for the happy couple, there we go. And look at you, huddling together for warmth over here. <laughs> so we can take a photo, we can slow down, we can have the sense, that's an Anne Voskamp thing, not a Vic Francis thing, but it sort of seems like, Wow just seems worth taking a moment to be grateful rather than ploughing on to look around. Just kind of think, okay, God, come to a church where you have a a bizarre food table. (laughs) That might go down in history with a a facey. There's a guy called John Kralik. He wrote a book called A Simple Act of Gratitude, Learning to Say Thank You Changed My Life. He, he didn't do the, the Anne Voskamp thing. He, he began writing one thank you note a day for a year um, and 
uh, to, to family. His life was a mess, apparently. Family members, bosses, former, former employers, former professors, you know, kind of teachers at school, those sorts of things. And his story was that it changed his life. There's something about gratitude that is incredibly powerful. Um, and we can practice it. We can do it. Or, for example, we could do the examen. So, again, if you, you could do the Amboskamp thing, or you could pray the examen, which you can Google this, but you could take a picture of it if you wanted to. So the examen is, a, is an, an Ignatian process that, you know, kind of really an everyday examination um, of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, your heart and, and the things that have happened and stuff like that. So if you Google it, you'll see it in different forms. But, but I think this is quite a nice thing. You could do it several times a day. Um, this is sort of leaning towards the end of a day. And so um, this, the steps of the examen in this particular case is, you know, to become aware of God's presence, to review the day with gratitude. So with gratitude, to, um, to pay attention to your emotions. That's a really important thing, isn't it? Sort of how, how has it moved me? Choose a feature of the day and pray from it. And and look toward tomorrow. And I wonder whether we should just do that now. Wouldn't that be a kind of a good thing to do, to, to have a wee moment like that? So how about we stand again, eh? And let's just have a moment. I'll, I'll just lead you through this. We won't, when we come down to um, choose one feature of the day and pray from it, we won't pray out loud. But let's just... Take a moment and become aware of God's presence in whatever way that that's powerful and important to you. And to review the day in the light of God's presence. And maybe it's this morning or maybe you just want to project back to yesterday. Don't go any further than that. Just to, just to go through in the light of the fact that God is with you, the, the day that you're having or the day that you've just had. And just notice what you feel. And often your feelings, you will actually kind of literally feel them in your body. That's that You feel them. And, and don't be frightened in front of God if the feelings are, are, are difficult or emotional or, or, or even negative because this is God is with you, remember. Or they may be joyous and, and liberating. And then choose a feature of the day and just pray out of it. You know, bring it to God, pray about it. And then look towards what's to come. It might be this afternoon or it might be...
be tomorrow. And so Jesus said to the grateful man who was healed of leprosy, he said, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. We've risen and we've prayed and we've brought before God our day, our current status, whatever process that you might have gone through. And kind of it feels like I can, you know, slightly priestly sort of say, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Rise and go and live in this. Rise and go and having encountered Jesus, be expectant and be grateful. So God bless you, Shaw Vineyard Church. I do hope you'll stay behind, have a cup of coffee with us. Tonight, Tim will be speaking, so different message tonight. If you'd like to check in on um, Facebook Live or if indeed you'd like to come, talking about change Um, and again, sort of going on the road. So um, that's a sort of a double dose today if you would like that. Look forward um, uh, to seeing you next Sunday, and um, we will catch you later. God bless. eh? Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.